Hello everyone, it's Jenny and Stanley here from Ira with your September Explorer call, and this is a jam-packed one. Well, as I said, I'm Janine Stanley. I'm the Director of Customer Communications here at IRA. We have a full house tonight. We have with us Sandy Marcus, who is our Director, I'm sorry, Vice President of Marketing. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me, as always. And you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, we are we are sort of joined at the at the brainstem, I think, uh, weekly here, Sandy and I. So we also have with us tonight Karthik Mahadevan from Envision. We're going to be talking Envision glasses tonight. So I know you were all anxious to hear about that. But we also have with us another special guest, Jody Barthel, and you'll be hearing from Jody here in a bit. Uh, she has a new role at Ira, and she has something really exciting to tell you all about and we have as always our wonderful producer Sid hey Sid hello everybody hi Janine hey so we will be taking questions in the chat today if I have enabled the chat correctly but we'll also be taking comments on YouTube so if you out there in YouTube would like to make a comment or ask a question we are happy to entertain those but we also have another special guest that I totally forgot about and it is probably our ultimate, we, we called him the penultimate, and then we realized we were using that term incorrectly, but he is kind of the ultimate IRA explorer, Mr. Michael Hingson. Hi, Michael. How are Hi, Janine. How are you? I am awesome. So let's get this party started, Sandy. We have some IRA news before we get into the real meat of the program. Sure. Two quick updates. The first about the state of Connecticut. I'm sure everybody remembers about a year ago, I think that was maybe a little bit deeper into October, IRA was launched across the state of Connecticut for all transit and essential services. And right now, what we wanted to tell you about is using IRA within the state of Connecticut is even easier. So if you are physically in the state, when you call in, an agent will be able to identify where you are and you'll be able to use the state of Connecticut offer for transit, for paratransit, or any sort of essential services like grocery shopping um, in the flesh or grocery shopping online, medical appointment, going to your medical appointment, booking a medical appointment, doing something at the pharmacy, confirming social distancing, where that's still um, in effect, or maybe even reading a COVID test. So what's different about this now is it's a wee bit easier. A year ago, give or take, there was a code that you would apply. And now, based on some engineering work, again, when an, you call in, an agent will be able to tell that you're within the state, you'll be able to apply the promotion um, based based on where you are. So I would encourage you to check it out if you've got something like that to do. Essential services are really broadly defined, oh, which yes. is a wonderful thing. Um, take advantage of it. And if you don't live in Connecticut, tell your friends who do live in Connecticut to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Dial an agent and you're on your way. Easy, easy. Absolutely. And if you are visiting Connecticut or you commute there for your job, all of those public transit stations are IRA access locations. So go for it. 
That's right. And for anybody who lives in the Northeast of the United States, lots of folks who are in Connecticut, maybe Massachusetts, certainly New York, maybe New Jersey, maybe even Philadelphia, all are very, very close to, to the little state of Connecticut that has a big, big offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we've got one other update to share, changing gears. This is gears. a good one too. Yeah, changing gears a wee bit. So uh, we've had our beta open for the desktop application for quite some time, more and more broadly, open to more and more people uh, with increased utilization each week. So we're thrilled about that. What I wanted to share were a couple of updates that have been made. Again, it's beta, so you know we're still working on some of the features and functions and making updates pretty regularly. So a few big ones to announce this week. Uh, the first is that explorers can now place a call without needing to have a webcam on their desktop. So previously, you would experience an error making a call if you didn't have a webcam. You'll still be asked for settings to identify, right, that you're giving permission to the webcam, even if it isn't there, and then you'll be able to make a call. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is photo quality has been improved. The third thing is um, an interesting one. So obviously, we take accessibility very seriously, and for our low vision explorers, the contrast has been improved, or I should say the contrasts, plural, have been improved uh, in the interface of the desktop application. And then the last one, this is which the big is one, I think. Huge, yeah, this <laughs> one's huge, and this one is Janine's favorite, mm -hmm. is that the profile switching capability now works. So if you yes. have a personal account, plus one through your employer, as an example, you'll be able to switch between those two profiles. So more to come as we're still in beta. And again, more and more people using this every week. Um, I would encourage you, if you haven't checked it out, to check it out, to try it out. And I'm going to give you the URL. And then if I'm wrong, Janine will correct me. Go to explorer.ira.io. And now I'm waiting for the yes or no. You got it. Yep, that is exactly right. And if you want to know more about setting up your computer to work with the beta, you can go to ira.io slash desktop, and that will get you the page that tells you all about what's new and exciting and uh, what how to set up your webcam with various uh, operating systems and browsers and Go to town with it, folks. Play with it, and please let us know. Give us feedback in the feedback form, and also you can write to support at ira.io with your observations, things that you like, things that work well for you, things that don't. So we're, we're pretty excited about desktop. Great, thanks. And now the drum roll. I would like to introduce to you to tell us a little bit about herself, our new product manager, Jody Barthel. Hi, Jody. Welcome Hi. to your first Ira Explorer call. Thank you so much. Hi, Janine. Hi, Explorers. It's so lovely to meet you all um, to be here. I'm really just excited to be part of this. Um, I just let you know a little bit about myself. I'm not quite at day 60, but I'm getting close. So I've been here <laughs> a little bit um, and have got to meet a couple of you all, and it's been amazing. Um, so a little bit about my background is that I'm joining um, Ira 
been in a product for about 10 years now um, in many different industries. I've worked in games and apps and healthcare, most recently employee engagement software, which was really fun, but I am definitely a niche in the product world. Um, and I feel like everything that I've done up to date in my career was kind of to bring me to a place as amazing as IRA. So um, I've just been a champion of making sure that organizations are, um, you know, focused on something that's a newer term called product inclusion, you know, making sure that we're looking at all identities, um, you know, when we're and creating belonging through our products by centering, you know, honestly, the most marginalized voices in every phrase of our, our product creation. So it's a big passion of mine. Um, and I don't have to now argue all the time or try to prove the point of why accessibility should be prioritized. It's all that we do here. And so I have just enjoyed it so much in these 60 days. Yeah. And then a personal connection so you all know, not that I need a personal connection to care about accessibility. It's something that I definitely, um, equity in any way is very important to me. But um, at a young age, my little sister, there was always, she really couldn't see all the time at night. We noticed that. And um, as we grew up, she actually got a late diagnosis of retina pigmentosa herself. So watching her throughout her life, kind of um, things happen with her and working in tech being like, tech can solve some of this stuff. Like we need to figure this out, uh, has really just empowered, like made and watching her be empowered through technology has been amazing to do it. So I am so excited to be here and to meet all of you and to connect with you all and be part of this community, which is great. Well, you yeah. actually have an announcement for folks, an opportunity. I do, um, which is like a great way. Like Sandy just talked about some of our, our beta we have. Another part that we're going into beta a little more. So my first mission, and I have chose to accept it, is we're going to really be working with the team on improving our mobile apps. Um, I think Troy has talked about this for the last year that we're going to be getting on new technology. Um, so what we're looking for, um, beta user, beta testers, we want to open it up to um, new people who are willing to test. So we're looking for individuals, particularly Android users um, that would like to participate and engage in helping us scope, you know, get this out um, and who enjoy problem solving. So I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the chat, but it's literally, it's, um, it's a bit.ly slash Ira Beta, and I will put that, I hope I said that correctly, yep. um, in the chat for all of you. And we encourage, and I will say that in the past, if you've applied for the Dynamic Insight Group, we encourage you to apply again um, to this group. And we just thank you for your interest. And I'm really looking forward to connecting with you all um, through this. So awesome. Thank you. Android folks out there, we need your help. So please, please, uh, bit.ly slash Ira Beta. And we will have that also in the upcoming uh, newsletter as well. Now with a big drum roll, I get and I see that our fearless leader, Mr. Troy Attilio is out there. And Karthik Mahadevan, who is the CEO and co-founder of Envision. And um, I would love it if you gentlemen would talk a little bit about how this partnership came to be because many people know about ira they know a little bit about envision but how did we get together it's it's not quite like chocolate and peanut butter right well i don't know who gets to go first karthik i'm, I'm really excited to answer this question but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have you go first because i have my view and i promise to keep my view of like how this came together no matter what you say i'm going to tell you what i think 
we haven't we haven't rehearsed this but yeah karthik how, how did how did this come together from your point of view yeah sure uh i'm uh, happy to uh, share my perspective but i'm super excited to be here so like thanks a lot uh, uh, everyone from ira uh, uh, for actually uh, like having me on uh, so it's always a pleasure to be uh, sorry doing something along with you um i think uh, the whole thing it goes i think a way back i think to the very early days of envision i would say uh, i think we uh, like like we like we like i got in touch with uh, like folks from ira the very very a beginning because we both uh, uh, like had i think a, like a mutual uh, like respect and admiration for each other's uh, 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 so like work so i remember back in the day when it was uh, suman and anirudh and all of those folks so we was we were in a touch with ira and everything that ira was up to since i think that uh, like period um and i think there was an immediate uh, i think uh, like a connection because of uh, the complementary a uh, nature of uh, the way we both approach this uh, sort of or a sort of problem of making a visual information accessible but into a different phase where envision takes the approach of or using artificial intelligence but ira takes the approach of using a, a human intelligence so i think there was Uh, that a complementary aspect in our approach that we saw and i think you are like we all know that a perfect uh, solution is probably a combination of the two so i think there was always that a uh, uh, complementary aspect to it but i think when envision started uh, to your know, work on a smart class i think uh, that's when a collaboration became a bit more apparent and a bit more uh, so expected actually even from our uh, like users so i think that was the first point uh, of uh, or spark actually it came from the customers who said hey you know you have these are smart classes uh, it is doing a bunch of of ai stuff which is really really cool but uh, but but i want it be amazing if it can also make an ira the call from these glasses and i think the idea immediately it sounded obvious to us but we knew that there was a bunch of technical challenges to overcome uh and i think uh, when uh, our team it metaira's team uh, at like a season uh, we immediately uh, sort of you know started uh, uh, sort of talking about it i think uh, we both understood that it's a uh, technically it's not as straightforward and easy to do but i think uh, there was enough uh, sort of determination on sort of like both our ends to actually uh, like make it happen and i think so like that's what uh, they got us excited and i think uh, we just started to sort of take on this problem or like head on and uh, over a series of like months with very iterative improvements uh, almost overnight we had uh, this partnership that actually you know, got implemented and launched so th- that has been the journey uh, like so far uh, between ira and envision and as, as i saw it hey karthik that you know, was so well said i i i'm just going to pick up to see son everything you said is absolutely true i think as two technology companies only focused solely focused on improving the outcomes for people who are blind or low vision like we obviously shared a mission and irish roots went back to you know the first idea which was what if we create a solution for navigation at that time we didn't know all the potential but for navigation obviously it should be on google glass as everyone probably knows in 2020 the company was restructured and i had to deliver the sad news that um we were going to exit from the development of hardware or the purchase and deployment of hardware for hands free solution using glasses 
And I think if the explorers want to chuckle with me, everyone knows that that was the hardest question to answer, you know, as becoming the new CEO. Troy, why did you take my why, why did you take away my glasses? I love my glasses. When are glasses coming? What kind of glasses are you gonna, you know, use? Like this has been the question because the hands-free experience is a very powerful one. Now, what you have is not just a hands-free solution. As Karthik said, you have this complementary solution. You can use AI, you can use IRA, you can use them together. Um, but where it started for me, or picking up from the journey, was at the CSUN 2020, which I'll remind everyone was almost canceled and maybe should have been canceled because it was literally the week before shutdown, before COVID. There we were across the table not knowing the pandemic was coming, talking about integration. It took us a little longer to get there, and I think people will understand why, because we're both um, we're both companies that um, are growing our own technology and had to like fit through the test of COVID. But um, coming out of uh, 2021, you know, was when I think both companies had the time to then focus on it. And then it got reinforced again at uh, CSUN this year, where I think at both booths, um, as well as you know, other places. But, you know, I remember that distinctly. People would come to the IRA booth and said, hey, Envision's just around the corner. You should go talk to them about putting IRA on Envision. And I think, Karthik, you were telling me people are coming to the Envision booth saying, hey, can you put IRA on Envision? And privately, we're kind of chuckling because we're, we're, we're starting to work on it. But it was just um, my point to all of you that, you know, um, I, as well as now Jody, your new PM, and, and both companies, we, you know, we pride ourselves in listening to your voices. And while we wish we could deliver more quickly, your voice matters, and we we listen. And and now I'm, it's just such a great day to be saying, we have glasses, right? We have an integration. You can go hands free. So I'll, I'll close with that. But it's it's been a wonderful partnership, and I would expect more as we continue to develop together. And Karthik, I would ask you, uh, how are, because you have a very loyal group of Envision customers, or I think you may have a term for them, Envisioners, and they really love the product, they really love the glasses. How has adding Ira been received by your customers? Yeah, I think uh, like a very enthusiastically, uh, exactly like Troy had uh, mentioned, there were a lot of people who were already asking us, uh, you know, to integrate uh, Ira for for like the longest time. And we had to also like bite our tongue and we had to be like, yeah, it's in progress. We can't really talk about it. You're like, no comments. And uh, even though internally the work was happening, we didn't really want to uh, openly speak about it yet. So we were you know, doing our best to abate on the bush. And I think uh, I had expressed this to Troy, like I think the biggest emotion I felt on the day of like launch was more <laughs> of a relief than anything else where I'm like, I can finally you know, answer the question straight on that Ira is finally on the glasses. So I think there's a lot of excitement amongst the envisioners uh, with respect to Ira uh, because now they have this a choice, right? And uh, I think independence and and a freedom is all about having a choice. And I think now that they have this a choice to be able to speak to an agent at any point they want to, uh, sort on their fingertips. I think that a choice is something that they value immensely. And I think uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, amongst Envisioners uh, and we were also taking a look at 
sort of metrics earlier today with uh, your team. And I think that reflects in the metrics as well, that people are very excited about having Ira on the Envision classes. And uh, for me, I'm excited about uh, use cases, right? Mm-hmm. For me, that's the most uh, exciting thing that mm-hmm. sort of what is it that they not, are now they can do with Ira on Envision classes, which they were not able to do earlier. And there's all sorts of uh, interesting and exciting uh, use cases that is uh, sort of like popping up where people are able to now sort of use both their hands to do things from, you know, like walking their dogs to you know, picking up stuff at a, at a grocery, all of these stuff that uh, you know, would have been a bit more of a cumbersome experience with, with the phone in their hands. So I think all of these are use cases that are pouring in, uh, which actually uh, so highlights the possibilities of uh, of having a partnership like that that's been very exciting to hear every day and i think probably i too had the uh the experience of having to bite my tongue when people asked me because you know that's one of the big questions they always ask when are we going to get classes back well we're excited to have them back and here to tell us about his experience with the envision glasses is the person who introduced so many of you out there to ira in the very beginning. Uh, Mr. Michael Hinkson. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Hi there. How are you? And uh, greetings to everyone. So you have a pair of Envision glasses right there in front of you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the whole experience of, you know, the decision to purchase them. And then, of course, your onboarding and what you've been doing with these. Well, they are kind of in front of me. They are on me. And um, so... We do have them here. I have known about Envision and its glasses for a while, but just didn't make the purchase. But I've been an advocate for glasses with Iris since the very beginning, since I began working with Suman and um, even pre-Troy, Larry Bach and others, and Anarud when he joined and so on. And the glasses were a very innovative part of Ira because when people look at things, they look at them from the standpoint of their eyes when you're, when you're sighted. And it's incredibly important and interesting to be able to take advantage of that for us as blind people, to be able to have a mechanism to essentially be able to observe things from the same vantage point that sighted people do. Um, and although Ira also works with phones and the and the phone apps and so on, you generally don't get the same vantage point. And it isn't, as uh, I think everyone has pointed out here, it isn't a totally hands-free process by any means. I go through airports all the time now and I have a little pouch I have my phone in and the agent says I need to look to your left or whatever. And I have to kind of turn my body and maybe keep walking or or stop and turn. Mm-hmm. But originally, when Ira began, it used Google Glasses, the Google Glass. It was a very expensive proposition, and also they weren't very programmable. So along the way, Ira switched to the Horizon Glasses and to its own mechanisms, which were great. But there were also a lot of challenges with that, of course. And as we all know, eventually, Ira wasn't able to continue that process, which was disappointing. But at the same time, it by no means ended the value of Ira because Ira still provided visual interpreting surfaces. And like many people, as I said, I run through airports all the time. I do a lot of things with Ira that 
make life a lot easier. And then, of course, along the way, TeamViewer was added and other things which were great. And then this year, the announcement came about the fact that Envision and Ira have joined forces. And now we have glasses again. So I took a look at it. I attended a couple of webinars that were being produced and put on and liked what I heard and enjoyed the demos to a degree uh, because I like to go further than what the demos do. But anyway, I decided to bite the bullet and buy Ira glasses, which I did, or Envision glasses, actually. So the glasses came, and one thing I noticed immediately, they're actually much more durable than the original Google Glass. Ah. There are just a lot of things about them that are much better in the construction and so on. When I decided uh, to get them and then got the glasses, I had actually been able to attend an onboarding session before my glasses arrived, although I had ordered them. Actually, I got to listen to John Gassman when he was doing his onboarding yes. and got to ask some questions. So I had some good knowledge. And additionally, I had access to the Envision glass manual ah. and read up on everything that a body might need to know to start the process. And then along came the glasses. So it was a Saturday night that they arrived and Sunday morning, I decided we're going to see what we can do to set this up. I will tell you within 15 minutes, because of the ability to look at QR codes and the very good accuracy and clarity of the instructions, I completely onboarded the glasses or completely activated the glasses myself, both in terms of interacting with the Envision app, as well as becoming a, um, a part of Ira and being able to actually use it to make Ira calls. The QR codes were, were easy enough to be able to scan. Um, I'm used to being able to, to do some of those things. And I think that some people may have a harder time than others, but there are things to do to make it work well. But the point is that the instructions and all of the things that Envision provided made it absolutely straightforward and simple. So literally within 15 minutes, I was up and had my first call with Ira and have enjoyed it ever since. So I'm looking forward to running through the first airport now <laughs> with the glasses and that will be coming up. Wow. But the the other part about it is that there were, were a lot of things that were very cleverly done to make the app, but also the glasses much more usable. So for example, with the glasses, I can read, I can find objects, I can make calls, of course, to Ira, as well as using Envision's call LI, or just um, doing other kinds of things that a body would have to do. One of the things that I find most interesting is that reading has become very easy to do. There was a lot of thought put into making it possible to read. One of the things that you can do when you go into a reading mode is you can do what's called instant text, which is literally um, the system uses the video capabilities of the glasses to immediately read something. So if I'm running through an airport and I happen to be looking at a sign, it will read the sign and I don't have to do anything to make that happen. But one of the things that I, I'm still getting used to and taking a little bit of practice and I'm moving so I can make this happen is when you read, one of the things you can do is called scan text. And with scan text, when it's properly invoked, 
the first thing that it will try to do is to look for whatever document you're trying to read and it will tell you if you need to move the document up or your head down or whatever and i'm going to try to do that right now and uh, hopefully it will behave like it was when i was muted and i and i did this so <laughs> one of the things that happens with the glasses is if you don't use them for a while they go to sleep and so after about 20 seconds of non-use they go to sleep and i'm sure some people are going to say well what can we vary the time um, i don't know that you can and i don't want to I don't want to use more battery life than I need to. So I'm perfectly happy if after 20 seconds, I'm not using them and they're not interacting. I'm perfectly happy for them to go to sleep, but I'm going to wake up the glasses now. And um, we will hopefully be able to, uh, to make this work. Um, maybe my speaker went to sleep, but we'll see. <laughs> And the really interesting part about this, Mike, is you can be, you know, using any of these modes, flip over instantly. Oh, there we go. Correct. Um, it's a very versatile system. And I have, I tried to connect my computer directly to Bluetooth and there were some problems with that. So I wasn't able to, but Call. here we go. Call. Read. And you can hear the glasses because I do have it connected through a Bluetooth speaker. So I'm going into the read function. Instant text. I don't want to use instant text because I want to scan text. Show you the scan text thing. So I'm now going to tell it to scan text. No document detected. Ah, there it goes. No document detected. It will. Trust me. No document detected. <laughs> As he's moving the document, you can no hear that. No document in the detected. Yeah, you got to put it in exactly the right place. It's a little bit no sensitive. Detected. And so this does happen. No document detected. Oh, hush. Try this side. <laughs> Move document up or your heavy were not able to capture your All right. document. It took too long. Make so sure to not block any corners and I have want the document to... on arm length distance from your right eye. To practice capturing a document, open the document guidance practice in the help category. Do a one finger double tap to capture your document manually. Yeah, all that's lovely, but I don't want to do that. I do want to show you this. The really interesting part about this is this is just one of the things that you can do with the glasses. No uh, document you, detected. You do a number of other things. And as you heard. No document me, detected. <laughs> say uh, it is a little it is a little sensitive and so if it doesn't do it it is my fault it's human error I, I know that and I'm still getting used to the whole issue of being able to place documents properly to scan them I don't think that is anything other than uh, just kind of the nature of the beast and I will learn more about how to do that over time I promise but Trust um, us, it works. <laughs> it does work, and it was earlier. Oh, no worries, Mike, believe me. And there are just a whole number of other kinds of functions that the glasses do provide. And I think that anyone who is going to be doing anything that requires access to being able to uh, deal with visual things will find that the glasses will absolutely enhance what we do. That is something that I'm absolutely confident about from based on what I've seen. I've used it to read labels on bottles of wine, and wow. usually curvature is, is a big problem. I've used it to look at a number of recipes. I've used it for a lot of things around the house that are just more convenient because I can do it hands-free, which was a lot harder to do with a phone. Anyway, 
So um, there we go, Janine. Well, we will await your airport story, Mike. I I cannot wait to hear where you will be going and what that experience is going to be. I will be I will be traveling to San Jose Airport in uh, late October. And one of the first things I do when I get there is I'm going to be looking with instant text for the Einstein Brothers Bagels shop. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and the nice part is, if it's not visible with instant text, voila, you've got Ira right there. You can just... I do have Ira, and that's go. the... Absolutely. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So we had a question, and maybe, Michael, you can address this in real-world use, but I would like um, Karthik to talk about this one. And the question from the audience is about the field of view. Because the camera is located above your right eye, basically at the right kind of right side of your right eye, how is the field of view affected? And do I have to turn my head to the left often or... Everybody, everybody seems to be asking that question. So let's talk about field of view. You have a wider field of view if you can see, but you've got two eyes then. And so if I recall right, the field of view with the glasses is roughly 83 degrees going across the camera. So generally, I don't find that I have to turn my head or at least not very much depending on what I'm looking at because the camera does see through a pretty wide angle. And look, whether the camera is in the center of your face, right above your nose, or it's on the right side, it's still going to see the same angles. And so you're not changing a lot what the glasses sees if the camera is in the middle of your of your face. It's not going to make that much of a difference, especially with that kind of a wide angle. So I think you're going to find that it doesn't make a big deal or a big difference. Um, probably uh, if there's something that's very close to the end of what the camera could see and you have to turn your head, let's say a little tiny bit to the left, you're going to have to do that anyway. And you might have to turn it just a little bit more to the left because the camera is on the right side of your face, but not enough to talk about. I haven't generally had to turn my head much at all to, to see things. So, I'm going to pop in, Mike, and ask if um, we could, we're going to pivot to Karthik for a couple of minutes. We have the luxury, right, of having Karthik join us. Sure, the head technical guy here. That's right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Karthik, do you want to add anything to that? Obviously, you are the source on on, uh, all things about, right, the, the field of view. Yeah, no, sure. I, I think uh, the like a way way that a mic answered it is absolutely spot on. It is an eighty three degree uh, angle, uh, so like field of view. So that's a slightly a wider than uh, so like what you're you're used to with your uh, with a camera on your phone. So it does allow for a lot more to be to be uh, captured. Maybe the only thing to add to that is even though the camera is located on the right side of the glasses, it is angled a bit inwards. It is ever so slightly angled inwards. And because of that, it is a pointing towards the center of your what you're, you're uh, 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 like looking at. And the and uh, and a further away the object is, the more a centered the object is going to be. So if you're trying to uh, like sort of like read a document or a jar, and you're attempting to uh, bring that up close to the camera, in those instances you might have to uh, like hold it a bit towards the right. Uh, but the farther away uh, something is, the more so like centered it will be because of the angle at which the camera is. So in our experience, what we instruct people is that if they're trying to uh, so like read a document or stuff like that, it 
is easier to start with it a bit on the right and then move it inwards instead of the other way around. And in those instances is when we see that uh, people get the best like results. But remember, the camera, either way you look at it, even though it's pointing just a tad inward, whether it's in the center of your face or it's on the right-hand side, the camera is still aimed the same direction. You're only talking a difference of about three inches. So it's not going to affect really what you see. So people really need not worry about that. We're not saying that it's on the right side of your face and it's pointing a different way. It's not. It's pointing ahead of you and it's going to be the same basically either way. So you're not going to see a difference. And the agents yep, exactly. actually tell us, I'm sorry, Karthik, the agents actually tell us the view is quite good uh, with yes. the glasses in terms of scope. Now, Karthik, we had a number of questions from people about connectivity when you are away from your home Wi-Fi. Can you explain how this works with a phone's hotspot? Because there seems to be a lot of confusion and uh, and angst about setting up a hotspot and getting that to work with the glasses. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so basically, as you're out and about, the way to uh, like sort of like make a call uh, is through a, like a hotspot, which you can uh, generate from your phone. So all of the modern uh, like smartphones have the ability to uh, generate a hotspot and you can connect these glasses to the hotspot on your phone. And uh, you can uh, use the internet of the data plan that you have on your phone to make these calls. Um, there is a bit of a friction that happens, especially on iOS, because of the nature of uh, a hotspot a generation on iPhones, basically. Uh, and uh, that is mainly to do with the fact that uh, in iPhone, it requires you to be on that hotspot settings screen in order for you to uh, generate a hotspot. Uh, so the glasses are able to are pick it up, but then it's not very easy to input the password on the same uh, 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 like phone because as soon as you uh, uh, go away from that hotspot uh, settings screen on an iPhone, it stops the broadcast. So that sort of is a bit of a friction here. So uh, and it, but it's only a friction for the first time when you need to input the password of the hotspot on the glasses. Uh, so the way we advise people to do it is, you know, like for the first time, if you are do it at home, uh, in which you can either uh, generate a uh, generate a QR code of the password on a different screen as opposed to the, like the device from which the hotspot is being uh, being uh, generated, because uh, uh, like once the password has been uh, taught to the glasses of the hotspot. Uh, from from like next time on, it's going to be as uh, 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 like smooth as a butter. As soon as you step out of the house, the only thing you need to do is uh, sorry, turn on the hotspot on, on your phone, and the glasses will immediately uh, sort of pick it up as uh, the only a network within a sort of range that it is able to recognize, and it will automatically uh, uh, like make the connection. So there is a bit of a friction specifically on iPhone for the first time to connect to hotspot, but we have extensive instructions on how to make it happen. And we also often sort of like do that as a part of the onboarding itself is to uh, like hook people up to the hotspot on their phone. Um, but then like uh, that is the way to operate uh, your internet on the glasses as you're on the go. Think about it another way also, though. There's nothing new here. The way the iPhone, and I don't use an Android phone, but the way the iPhone is set up is unless you have the hotspot screen open, the iPhone isn't broadcasting that there's a network available to you. And that means that people can't just 
if they happen to be watching you typing in a password or whatever, it can't grab it and then join because if the hotspot app isn't open, it's not broadcasting. Now, having said that, as Carpet said, the first time you use the hotspot, you just like with anything else, uh, when you're using it with the glasses or when you're connecting other devices to it, like sometimes we've had a power failure and I've used my computer connecting to my iPhone hotspot. The, the bottom line is the first time you open the hotspot and want to make a connection, just like with any other system, you have to identify a network. Well, the hotspot network is there. You know it. But you also have to enter a password. There's nothing new there. Once you do that, you don't ever have to do that again. But what you do have to do is let's say you leave home and you need to be somewhere and there isn't a network. And so you're going to use your iPhone hotspot. You have to open the app so that the glasses will see the hotspot network and make the automatic connection. You can then close the app, but the glasses have to see the hotspot broadcast with the app open because that's the way Apple sets it up. I would assume that it is the Envision app that people are opening so that they can actually get that. And I believe, Karthik, there was a setting in the Envision app where I could uh, have something like a trusted Wi-Fi connection and I could put my hotspot details into that particular part of the app. And then if I had the Envision app open and I had the glasses on and I wanted to make a call, I could certainly do that, or I could connect to that network. That was my experience. So, and I think probably we could talk a lot about uh, connectivity and all of these things having to do with hotspots, but let's move on here in respect of Karthik's time because uh, it is very early in the morning for him. Uh, now, our next question is about weather tolerance because the primary use for IRA users for these glasses is going to be outdoor navigation. So what are the weather tolerances of these glasses? Um, yeah, so they are pretty, I would say, are tolerant or or like resistant to the weather uh and uh like to be very uh, sort of tech technical about it they are an ip53 uh, are like certified uh in terms of our tolerance to the weather which means that they're okay with our water splashes and uh, so like dust uh that is on them so it can uh, like handle that so if you want to uh, sort of, uh, sort of take them out and there is a bit of a drizzle or a rain that's happening, then it's probably going to hold up uh, like fine, but do not uh, take them for a swim. Uh, <laughs> then they'll not do good. So that's in a nutshell, uh, like what IP53 uh, implies. They're water resistant, not waterproof. Yes, yes exactly. you got it. How about hot and cold, heat and cold? How does that affect the glasses? Um, yeah, so basically, uh, a good operating, uh, like a temperature of the glasses is between a zero to 35 degrees Celsius, uh, which is a 32 to, uh, to like 95 degree uh, Fahrenheit. So wow. that's the ideal uh, temperature, uh, you need to, uh, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of keep it at. Uh, but in terms of uh, storage, it can uh, 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 like you know it can handle between a minus a uh, twenty degrees to up to like forty five degrees a Celsius, which wow. is uh, about a, a minus a four degrees uh, to a hundred and thirteen degrees in Fahrenheit. Uh, so in uh, in a uh, most of 
the commonly experienced, uh, uh, I would say, like weather conditions, the, uh, like a glasses will hold up. Uh, and, the, and these are pretty good. These are pretty good numbers compared to even some other kinds of devices. So exactly. uh, the tolerance is good. Exactly. Yeah. Now we had another question about different types of frames, and then we'll go to your questions in the Q and A mm. here. Um, Karthik, I know that there are the uh, titanium frame, which is basically a wire structure without the bottom parts of the glasses. Does that come in different sizes? We had someone ask because she has a very small head and she was afraid that it might not fit her. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, as of now, we just have a, 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 like a one size for all the frames. Uh, 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 so we do have different uh, like frames available. Uh, so there is the titanium uh, uh, like frame, and then there is a lux frame, which is a bit more stylized, a frame which can actually hold the lenses. And then there is a like a Smith Optics uh, uh, like frame, which is the more uh, durable and uh, sort of like rugged uh, uh, like frame that we have. Um, but uh, as of now, they're all one uh, uh, like size, and it's mostly uh, adult uh, like size. Um, in terms of a recommendation, we do feel that the titanium like frame is the one that can uh, adapt to heads uh, more easily because of uh, of like a lightweight structure of it. Uh, so the way it uh, clings to the head, uh, it uh, you know, we have seen that for uh, like younger uh, uh, so, so users, especially uh, you know like people who are still going to school, uh, the titanium like frame is something that uh, seems to work. Uh, so I think our, our recommendation is always to sort of give it a try because there is a sort of uh, like a 30 day uh, sort of like refund of our, our policy that we have. So we always encourage people to just order them and like uh, give it a try. And if it is not the right fit, you can always uh, return it. Uh, but yeah, in terms of our, our sizes, it's just that uh, like one size at the moment. Uh, and uh, we do not have any indication from like Google if there will be any uh, like more uh, uh, like frames that will be available anytime soon. However, one of the things that that I have done in the past with glasses, and I haven't done it yet with these, but I will because it'll work, is you can go to glasses stores or to any uh, a lot of pharmacies and so on, and you can buy bands that are made to attach to glasses. They go over the frame. Um, um, they they have ends that can go over both sides of the frames and then you can adjust them so that it will hold the glasses on your head there's a little bit of an issue on the titanium frame because on the left hand side there isn't a large end that then goes into the smaller piece of titanium but i don't think that that's going to be an issue and i'm going to going to work on that but you can buy bands very easily for just a few dollars that you can attach to the glasses to keep them on your head and Absolutely. a lot of people do that with glasses, people who can see. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. No, absolutely not. Uh, so let's go to our questions from the Q&A. I believe I've got everybody's questions here. Let's go, Sandy, to a couple of the Q&A questions, and then we'll see from Sid if we have anything over on YouTube. Sure. And just before we go to those, I wanted to add, since we're talking about purchasing things, for uh, Ira Explorers, if you want to purchase glasses, you can call Ira Customer Care and get a 10% discount on the glasses through the end of October. So if you're thinking about it, you've got a good maybe five, almost six weeks 
while that promotion is still active. And you're purchasing them through Envision, just customer care agent will help you and be able to provide the right codes to get a 10% discount on the purchase of the glasses. And with that, we'll go over to the questions. So the first question, um, kind of back to the conversation about field of view, and if I'm understanding it correctly, this one's less about the horizontal left-right field of view and a question about whether there's any work underway, probably with Google, to expand the, the field up down. So the questions about, um, about expanding the vertical view available to an agent when they're viewing live video through the explorer's glasses. So Karthik, that's probably for you. Yeah, so that would basically be an improvement on the hardware. And as of now, uh, we don't have any a clear indication from a Google whether there is a hardware improvement in terms of field of of, of view in 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 a, in a consideration, I can assume that as and uh, when they will have an upgrade of the hardware, they definitely will improve on the camera as all mm -hmm. the newer sort of like devices do when they do launch a refreshed version of it. But as of now, I am I'm not aware if a Google has any uh, like plans to increase the field of, of like view any of more than uh, like what they already have. Do you have any idea what the field of view is, or the, the the degrees up and down is, as opposed to side to side? No, I don't actually. I, I don't either. So eighty three degrees, and it's uh, it's a usually a radial thing, but I do not know exactly what the cutoffs yeah. are actually. Yeah, but again, we're we everyone using glasses looks up and down and so um the field of view is so it's it's not like it's magical and you don't have to look up to see a lot of stuff yeah one of the things i would encourage people to do when they get their glasses is to work with an agent to have mm -hmm. them show you the field of view uh, by using your hand they can tell you uh, you know above your head below exactly what that field of view is so that you know what they're going to be able to see uh sid do we have any uh questions out there from youtube you know not so much that as uh but uh there are there is one question uh as part of the q a asking about the availability overseas and in particular Ooh. uh australia uh, oh good uh, question uh, um, uh, troy, any thoughts about that <laughs> yes could i uh have troy and karthik both address karthik that has, i think the answer is going to be yes uh, i provide service in australia and vision um you know ships almost worldwide and has many more supported languages that Ira does. Ira's, uh, you know, English, Spanish, French from an agent perspective. And we certainly have plenty of Ira customers in Australia. And yeah, it, it should just work, right, um, Karthik? Yes, uh, so Envision uh, uh, glasses are available in Australia. So if you're in Australia, you can just order them uh, 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 directly from our uh, 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 website and right. the glasses, it will be uh, uh, shipped to you all the way in Australia. We also have a distributor in Australia called uh, called and it, it's uh, it's uh, it's a Pacific uh, uh, Vision International mm -hmm. is the company that we work with in Australia. So if you do want, you can also 
or order the glasses are from them, but you also have the option to order the glasses from the Envisions website. And if you do make a call to an IRA agent, they'll be able to help you or place an order, uh, you, which will be- Yeah, so bottom line, well. it's not a should, it does. You can absolutely use it. CEOs Absolutely. both agree. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. C right. CEO times yeah. two stamp of approval. Um, so mm -hmm. a couple of other questions about the physical. Let's see. Well, I suppose not the physical. It's physical and operational. So one is about um, whether the lenses can be tinted. And then the mm. other, and would that have an impact on the performance for what the agent can do? And then the other is just asking for some comments about how long they hold a charge for and how long it takes to charge them up to 100%. Um, yeah, well, on the tints one, uh, it is uh, possible to order the glasses uh, when you order it with a Smith Optics frame to actually order the tinted lenses on them as well. Uh, so, so Envision as of now just offers one standard uh, uh, like variation of the tinted uh, like, uh, 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 like lenses, which is just a dark uh, uh, like tint on the glasses. Uh, but these uh, like lenses that are on Aspect Optics frames are very standard optical uh, lenses. So, uh, so like uh, what a lot of our so, uh, uh, like customers do is that uh, they just uh, take uh, the frames to the local optical store. And they just and they can just uh, like have the lenses in them are replaced at the local optical store, uh, which is ideal, especially if you have a you know if you have like a if you have like a prescription or you have a power that you need to actually uh, like have on the lenses uh, that you've ordered. You can always just uh, take the frames to a local optical store and ask them to add the tints on it. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you if you if you are simply uh, 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 like require a dark uh, a tint on the lenses. Uh, it is something that you can also order on the Envision uh, uh, like website along with your purchase. The other part of that is that whatever you do with lenses has nothing to do with the camera. The camera is above where the lenses go in. So that's not an issue at all. Yeah, I'll draw on my our prior experience with glasses as well. We, we know a lot of explorers and now Envisioners um, will wear the glasses. And Mike, I think you might have even done this. And then separately wear their own sunglasses or, or 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 you know eyeglasses if you will like taking yeah yeah some people i i didn't even do that because i don't yeah, i don't true. tend to wear glasses but but you're right especially with the titanium frames it's real easy to do that because they'll just sit right above yeah. your regular glasses so and it's yeah. and they're very light so you're absolutely right that wearing them with a with your own regular pair of glasses in addition is not a deal at all now let's talk battery life that was our okay. question. So, so again, that's why I made the comment about they go to sleep after about 20 seconds. But the battery life, according to the manual, is somewhere around three and a half hours of use, as I recall. If you use them constantly, if you don't use them constantly during the day, they go to sleep and the battery will go longer. Um, so it's it's not bad. One of the things I really like about these glasses, as opposed to the original Google ones, is, and I'm doing it now, I have the glasses plugged in and um, I have my um, the cord going from my glasses to what is keeping them charged. And I can use the glasses while I'm sitting at my desk 
while it continues to be plugged into power. So I won't ever go down below 100%. That didn't used to be the case. And that is a really cool thing. But yeah, you're going to get about three hours, three and a half hours, roughly, but you can also recharge them pretty quickly. But the other thing is, if you've got a battery pack, and you're out traveling, keep your battery pack um, charged, plug the glasses into the battery pack with the USB cable. And again, you'll keep a charge. And that was going to be my next question, actually, Mike. Uh, Sandy, do we have any other questions from the Q&A that we can address that are technical maybe for Karthik and Troy? One other that's technical and then one that's in- interesting about use. So the first one about a uh, question about how they operate, um, the question is whether they have their own speakers or, uh. or is a Bluetooth earpiece required? It has its own speaker on the right-hand side, and you can also connect it to Bluetooth if you choose, which is what I did earlier. But there is a speaker on the right-hand side. The right-hand piece of the glasses is larger than the left side. The cameras built into it, and the electronics are built into it, including the um, the speaker, which is pretty loud, by the way. Um, but also, the value of the fact that you can connect it via Bluetooth means I can use it with an Aftershocks or now Shocks. Um, head headphone like the OpenCom or whatever, or connect it to a um, a speaker. And I know when I go through the airport, I will be using it with the shocks because I want to have it going through both ears and it will be louder because the shocks will add more volume to it than the one speaker can do in their bone conduction. But you do have a speaker that works in most cases, unless it's a really noisy room. Yes. And Karthik, we had a question about connecting uh, via Bluetooth to uh, hearing aids. Is that possible? And are there models of hearing aids, do you know, that will not connect? Yeah. So, so like, uh, technically, it is uh, possible to, uh, to, to, to uh, connect these uh, glasses to any uh, like Bluetooth uh, device, uh, including our hearing aids. But uh, I do not uh, know enough about uh, hearing aids to uh, comment on if they all uh, you know, like would work. Uh, so if you have a hearing aid that usually so like works with any other uh, sorry Bluetooth electronic uh, devices, then the glasses should also like work with them. Uh, but if there are uh, of a special uh, uh, sorry kind, uh, then I would not be able to answer it because I do not have a specialized uh, sort of like knowledge about that. But we do have a lot of the customers who are, are using these glasses with uh, like hearing aids. So I do know that it works, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if it works with all the hearing aids out there. There were also a couple of people on one of the, on the IRA list that talked about having a special device that they used to connect their hearing aids to like Bluetooth headphones and so on. And of course, that would mean that they could use them also and with the glasses. Yeah, this is Troy. Um, you might mention that you have a, a very, um, I don't want to say generous, but appropriate refund policy. So if someone were to purchase the glasses and for whatever reason they can't get that piece working right what what is your refund policy yes so it is a 30 day and it's an it's and it's it is a no question asked a refund Mm -hmm. tech policy so you can order them and within the 30 days Mm -hmm. of you know purchase you can just return them and at like no questions asked 
we do ask a question about you know is there a reason or like feedback but even if you are choose or not to answer it we'll still offer you the refund so that's what a, that's what a no questions asked a refund policy means it's it, it's not that i will not ask you the question but you don't have to answer it uh, so yeah <laughs> I, and it is pretty uh, uh, like flexible as well so at times people ask us if they can have another so like week of mm-hmm. you know, testing or you know they do need a few more days so we can so like uh, we can be pretty uh, flexible on it but yeah the idea is that uh, you know sort of because everybody has such uh, your different individual uh, like requirements of these uh, glasses uh, so like uh, we do want to just uh, mm-hmm. uh, ensure that everybody is uh, comfortable and they are confident about the choices that they're making uh, so we do ensure that uh, people have the option to give it a try before they make a full sort of commitment into or purchasing the glasses another thing i would just thought of to observe is that the glasses are like other things they evolve and so the firmware or software is updated from time to time in fact i've been through one update already it was absolutely straightforward i went and looked and i and i saw something about there's a software update available set update and less than a minute later, we had the latest version of, of the software on the glasses. That's really cool. And that happens because the glasses are already connected via Wi-Fi. Now, Cindy, you said you had something interesting from our Q&A about a, uh, an sure, so, situation. Sure. So maybe one, one more and then we'll yeah. uh, take it back to you. Comments about wearing them in public and and how people react, respond, um, or maybe recoil at the thought that they're being um, watched, or or worse yet, recorded. So you know, people. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. jump right in. People are always watching people. Um, I find it interesting the number of people that continue to walk around talking on their phones all the time and not paying attention to where they're going. And I hear a lot of people watching them and commenting. Look, the glasses are not weird. Um, Google certainly made sure of that. Um, you're not, you don't look weird. In fact, my wife was very impressed when I got the glasses and put them on. She said, these look a whole lot better than the other kinds of glasses that you've used in the past. Um, and she's a very critical soul, but you, people aren't going to look at you funny. And very frankly, um, if they do, they really need to understand what's going on. I would rather someone say, gee, why do you got to wear those things? And there are no lenses. Uh, isn't that weird? I'd rather be able to have the glasses and go through airports and do all the other things and worrying about what one individual thinks. But I have yet to have anyone react negatively to me with these glasses or even the original Google glasses, other than my wife says these look better. <laughs> but but they're not they're not bad. Um, and I think we need to collectively get over that self-consciousness we're not going to look weird if we're using these glasses or if we're going through some place in public and talking uh, whether it's with the glasses or on a phone people are talking on the phones everywhere all the time and if they don't look weird i'm not going to worry about it and i would say as a woman and if you are you know someone who is a fashionista and male female whatever uh i think i really like the titanium frames because of their thinness they're they're very and if you have regular glasses you can simply put them over top of they will rest very nicely on your regular glasses and uh i actually i have had people ask what 
it is that I have on my glasses, but I have not had. And there isn't, I don't believe, uh, maybe Troy and, and uh, Karthik, you can verify this. There isn't like a red light there telling everybody, oh, look, you're recording me. I don't believe there's that. So they're pretty inobtrusive, actually. Yeah, maybe just to add to that, uh, like, I think uh, one of the reasons we picked the Google like, Glass, uh, it was because of their, their uh, 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 like form factor mm -hmm. in addition to the performance when we were uh, testing uh, your devices on which to put Envisions our software into, we did a run through a bunch of uh, 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 different uh, smart glasses. There were even a smart glasses that actually had better uh, I would say your processors and stuff like that on it, uh, but they just had a form factor that was so mm -hmm. big and like a bulky that it was very really, uh, weird to actually have it on your face when you're out and about. Uh, so one of the reasons for working with a Google is because they had put a lot of the thought into the design of these glasses to actually uh, make it uh, look very really cool. And, uh, and I have it on me almost every time I'm out and about with these. So I do uh, or wear them pretty tech regularly and you will have that odd like person who will ask you about it but they're asking out of like fascination because it does look like a gadget that you have on uh, and it, it does look very cool but it's never uh with a, a stigmatizing uh, like way as to why do you have that thing on and you're looking like a cyborg <laughs> but uh just on the thing so there is actually a small uh led sort of like there is like a light in there. It's a green uh, uh, like light that is in the front of the glasses that only uh, like turns on when the camera is on. Uh, so every time the like a camera of these glasses are on, there is a small uh, like a green indicator that uh, sort of turns on to indicate to the person in front of you that now the camera is on. Uh, so there is that uh, more of like a privacy indicator that's in there. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, but that is in there more for the comfort of the person around you saying that, hey, if I am recording you, then I, uh, you'll know. Uh, if I'm not, then the glasses will stay silent. Fantastic. Yeah. And I have never actually had anybody comment on that light. Well, we are, uh, we've gone over our typical hour time, but I did want to make sure that Karthik, we got all of your information. Uh, you have a webinar coming up next week, I believe on the 29th, I believe it is. Um, and yes. where can we find out more and uh, be sure that we get on mailing lists or groups or something that we can get these notifications from Envision? Sure. Um, so I think uh, the best uh, like a place for information would uh, about events and upcoming uh, like webinars that we do would be on our uh, on our like socials. So we are on uh, on a Facebook, a Twitter, a TikTok, Instagram, or, or sort of you name it. Let's Envision is uh, the handle in all of them. So that's L E T S E N V I S I O N let's envision that's the handle to look for in all these social uh, uh, platform uh, we also uh, have a newsletter and you can uh, you can uh, you can sign up for it on the website so if you go to let's envision.com so that's l e t s envision.com uh, you do have uh, all the links to all of the social tech media pages on it as well 
but you also have a form that you can uh, fill out uh, and be a part of the newsletter that goes out every month. We will have this information for you also as part of the release notes in the podcast, which uh, this particular episode will probably be out on Friday in our podcast feed. So stay tuned for that. And now it's time for the Braille calendar, but I just dropped the Braille calendar on the floor, which is why you hear all this bumping around here. Um, So, but my amazing Braille calendar tells me that our next call is going to take place on October 19th. Now, October 19th, Sandy, is right after a pretty significant date on the calendar for us blind people, right? <laughs> That's right. That segue? <laughs> if people didn't know better, Janine, they might think we even rehearsed this. Mm. Um, so Never. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's a Saturday. Saturday, October 15th is White Cane Awareness Day. And White Cane Awareness Day used to focus a bit more on safety, was actually called Safety Day. I'm sure everybody listening knows that. Now the focus is much more about equity and independence, clearly something that we care deeply about. So Janine and I are announcing a little social media fun and games uh, beginning October 1st in recognition of White Cane Awareness Day. We invite you to take a photo of yourself. It can be just you. It could be you and your white cane. It could be you and your guide dog. You could take this photo when you're in a call with an agent, post it to whatever social channel you like, and most important, tag it with on my terms. So we're looking to generate lots and lots and lots of photos of explorers with or without white canes, with or without guide dogs, tagged with on my terms. At the end of the month, even though White Cane Awareness Day is a day um, through the whole month, at the very end of the month, we will draw one person randomly and uh, they will reward some sort of fabulous gift that I have oh, to admit no. we have not identified what that gift will be. But, <laughs> but we will. But, never but we will. But we will. And we'll include all of the details in the IRA Connection, our monthly newsletter. But again, um, encourage you to participate and, and tell your friends. Quick photo, tag it with on, uh, on my terms. And um, And we're sure to get a little bit of a viral buzz going again, all about White Cane Awareness Day. And with that, I hand it back to you, Janine. All right. And you know your IRA agent can take that picture for you. They can also give you a good caption for it and a good description for it. So you don't even have to write the alt text. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to thank everyone here, especially our special guest, Karthik Mahadevan from Envision and the amazing Envision glasses. Troy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And hey, I, I have to thank Mike Hingston. I haven't seen this guy in a while. So Mike, thanks thanks for joining and being part of early IRA and now, you know, IRA again. So, um, and of course, Envision. So thanks a lot, Mike. Anytime. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks everyone. It was, it was a pleasure uh, uh, as always. And I look forward to uh, having a chat with all of you guys uh, 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 sometime soon and hopefully with some exciting <laughs> updates in the future. Oh, and, and I would say to everyone, um, if you're not on the IRA lists, go on the list, subscribe. And if you are, look at them closely and ask any questions relating to the glasses 
there are a lot of envisioners on the IRA lists. And we've actually suggested that Envision start a list as well, which will be cool. But you can get a lot of information pretty quickly by going to the IRA list and asking questions. You'll, as, as you know, we're all pretty focal and we're, we're not at all hesitant <laughs> about telling you what, what we think in yeah. a good way. Yes, absolutely. And you can get to our email list. The address to subscribe is IRA plus sign, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io, and we will get you right on, and you can ask your questions. Now, anyone who has put something in the Q&A, we will get back to you and uh, answer your questions as best we can, or we will forward them to Karthik and his team to answer, but we will take care of everyone. And until October 19th, uh, you will be uh, getting your newsletter probably in your email box uh, tomorrow or Friday. But until then, and until next time, I'm Janine Stanley. And thank you, Sandy and Sid, for being my backups and Jody for being with us to introduce herself. She will be a regular part of these calls as well. And last but not least, our call will be changing its time. So next month, our call will begin at 6 p.m. And from now on, our calls will be from 6 p.m. to 7 Eastern time. That is going to be 3 p.m. to 4 uh, Pacific time. And folks in the UK are going to get a bit of a break. Uh, it will be at 11 p.m. in the UK. And then whenever we change times, it will change again. So Janine will be thoroughly confused by November, uh, but we are moving the call two hours earlier. So with that, I am going to say good night to everyone and have a wonderful rest of September and an amazing October. Thanks from Ira. <laughs>